This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Good morning and welcome to Warrior Watch. This is Pastor Callie Hargraves here on this beautiful December 7th. We are so excited about what Jesus is doing through BPN Radio and this network across America. We're excited to be a part of it. We're happy to be with you today. I I am uh, thrilled to have my sister, my very best friend in the whole world. I told her, I said, come on the radio show today, and we're going to talk about Jesus. She goes, what are we going to talk about? I go, I'm not sure, but just come on, and we'll wing it. She doesn't like to wing it, but I love to wing it. So we're going to wing it today because we just want to wing it, and we love Jesus. I want to talk to you this morning about something that happened. I got up this morning to pray. And we, we have prayer at the church at 714 uh, every morning. But I got up early and I did prayer before prayer. Some mornings I do that. I'll do prayer before prayer. And um, I went downstairs and I was my heart was heavy because we've, we've had several people in the hospital in our church. We had uh, 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 one of our wonderful friends and, and parishioners, dad just passed away and So I was sad about that. And then I had been in a restaurant yesterday, and a lady that serves me came up and sat down at my table and began to tell me about her father who had committed suicide. So my heart was heavy this morning, and I started praying for these different people that had needs. And just, you know, Christmas can be a... um, the most wonderful time of the year, and it can also be a time of real reflection and sadness because many times when we've lost loved ones or we've been through some trauma, there's something about the holidays that will bring that sort of those sort of feelings up. So I found myself praying for people that I knew were in need uh, in this holiday season and asking God, and I was there was a um, it was a burden. And all of a sudden, I'm, I grabbed my Bible, and I heard the Lord speak to me, sis, and this is what he said. He said, Callie girl, and you know, Jesus talks to me like we talk to each other. He didn't say, you know, thus thou Callie. He, he speaks to me like Pastor Callie. <laughs> Pastor Callie. He, he called me Callie. He goes, Callie girl, I'm still the miracle Jesus I was in the manger. I'm still the miracle Jesus, and I'm still the Christmas miracle. In fact, I perform Christmas miracles all year long. And I thought, man, you are Jesus. Mm -hmm. You are the Christmas miracle. Not only do you perform miracles at Christmas time, but you're our our Christmas miracle all, all year long. And so I thought about how Jesus was born, and he was born of a virgin, which was a miracle. It's an amazing miracle. And then I thought about... It's just when you start thinking about the goodness of the Lord, you can't help but get happy. And I'm not going to cry. <laughs> but you are. I I'm not going to cry. And then I thought about how Jesus was born. And then he, 
you know, he grew and how it must have felt for his mom, knowing that he was born. I think she knew he was born to die. Yeah. I think she knew, but knowing that her son was special. And then he starts, you know, he goes, gets full blown into his ministry and he's, he's healing the sick. He's, he's literally, he's teaching, he's preaching and people are being healed. He is, that Christmas miracle is just going on and on and on. And then we find him on a cross and he dies and he took the weight of the world. And the Christmas miracle for us at that point was he took our sins. He redeemed us. He redeemed the sins of the past. The, the, the price he paid took care of the sins of the future. So that was a huge, that was the ultimate Christmas miracle. And then we find him in a tomb, sis. Yeah. We find him in a tomb and he gets out. He, he, he rises again. Another Christmas miracle. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Right. Everything he did was a miracle. Right. The, the feeding of the 5,000, the healing the sick, the raising the dead, the walking on the water, the, the coming back after he rose again, he, he came back to his disciples and encouraged them and, and sent them out. So I really want to talk today about, I think it's important that we reflect on the times that Jesus has worked miracles in our lives. Because what happens is when we start reflecting on that, then we get the faith to believe him for the miracles and the provision and the power we need right now. That's so true. And and while I was sitting there reminiscing and Holy Spirit was talking to me and I was talking back to the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden that foreboding, that sadness that was on my, it turned to joy. Right. And I just began to worship and I put my little, uh, my Christmas CD in my ear, you know, my iPod, and I go out to walk, and and I'm playing Mariah Carey's Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child, and I'm just shouting and speaking (laughs) in tongues and walking around. The neighbors are looking at me like I'm weird because I'm so excited because I realized that that same baby Jesus that was born of a virgin and that miracle that happened on that beautiful Christmas day, whatever day that was, he's here right now. Absolutely. You want to talk talk to me, sis, about some of the Christmas miracles that you've walked through and seen in your life? Tell me some of those stories. Well, when when my sister was telling me earlier about what she was going to talk about, I was still a little like, okay, we're going to wing this thing. I don't know about winging, (laughs) but uh, I do have, I have a lot of Christmas miracles, but there's one in particular that... um, I was reminded of when she mentioned this, when we were traveling with the kids when they were small, um, it was Christmas time. And a lot of churches during Christmas time don't have special guests in and their budgets are tight. And, sure. You know, it's understandable. Us being pastors now, I understand that. I didn't so much then as much as I do now. But we had one church scheduled for the month of December to go minister And uh, it was a a very small startup church in Texas in a little plaza center. And I remember thinking, you know, wow, we have one church and that's it. So we've got to believe God. And so we're telling um, our kids, Jack, Leland, and Shelly, who were like 14, 11, and 8 at the time. Yeah, they were small. And we're in the car and we're headed to this church to minister. And I just said, guys, we've got to believe the Lord uh, for provision because uh, this is the only church that we have for this month. And uh, I said, do y'all, do y'all believe that God can 
work a miracle financially. And they're like, yeah, you know, their faith is there. And so I said, okay. So we all grabbed hands in the car and we, when we pulled into the parking lot, this little startup church, I think they may have had 50 members. It was a really small church. I was with you. You were. And so we pray and we say, God, we believe you for, we just agreed for $5,000. Now that in and of itself to us was huge money, really putting our faith out there because first of all, we knew that this was a really small church. And secondly, we know what most offerings look like. And so we're like, you know, let's just put our faith out there. We need this for, to pay our bills. And so we can buy some Christmas presents and things that we want to do for the kids. So we prayed and we agreed for God to give us $5,000. Now, honestly, we didn't expect it all come from this one church. We didn't know how God was going to do it, but we just prayed for provision. Sure. So we got in the church and began to minister. And um, at the end of the service, the pastor said, do you guys have any CDs to sell? And I think we had maybe 10 or 11 CDs with us. And we said, yeah, we have a few. And they said, how much do you want to sell them for? We said, $12. And I said, okay, well, we want to buy a thousand CDs and we want to pay $15 a CD. And I, I looked at my husband and I looked at my children and I looked at Jack and I said, did he just say, you know, under my breath, a thousand CDs, $15 a CD. And they're like, yeah, that's what he said. And I'm like, $15,000. You're kidding me. That's unbelievable. And we were overwhelmed. I remember that Sunday being so overwhelmed by the goodness of God. Yes. Because he, he didn't just provide for us financially, but he showed us that he was our father. Yes. And he was our provider. Yes. And that he loved us. And then he answered prayer. Absolutely. And that was a miracle, not just for money's sake, but to build faith in the hearts of my children who now travel all over the world, preach the gospel, trusting God all along the way because they saw God work in their mom and dad's lives. And to me, that's the greatest miracle. It is. It's not even about the money. It's about the faith that our children are, have learned to believe and trust God. And to this day, I watch them as even when they go through things, they know that their heavenly father Is will there, not let them yes, down. Yes. That he's a good God. And uh, I've got a scripture I'd like to share from Matthew 6. If you're needing some miracles this holiday season, this scripture always ministers to me. Matthew 6, 25 says, Therefore I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life what you should eat or what you should drink yes, or about your body or yes. what you should put on it. It's not life greater in quality than food and the body far above and more excellent than clothing. Look at the birds in the air. They don't sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who are you by worrying and being anxious can add one unit of measure to his stature or to the span of your life? And why should you be anxious about your clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. 
And yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his magnificence, excellence, dignity, and grace was not arrayed like one of these. Wow. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry and be anxious, saying, what are we going to have to eat or what are we going to do? Or where are we going? Or what are we going to wear? But seek him, aim at and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient each day is its own trouble. That's so beautiful, Cindy. That is so beautiful and so true that... God just wants us to trust him and right. he wants us to, and I, I can say from absolute experience, this isn't something in my head. This isn't knowledge I read just even out of the Bible. Right. It's, it's experiential for me. I have lived this, that in your time of greatest need, right. in your time of greatest despair, in your time where you feel like, God, I can't, you know, this is a trial that I'm not prepared for, right, or right. this is a this is a hurt and a pain I don't think I can go through. That if we will fall into the arms of our Father, right. that not only will He sustain us through it, not only will He strengthen us through it, but many times it's the door to our greatest breakthrough right. and to our to a place of real promised land. And nobody likes struggle. Nobody no. likes struggle. And so this morning I was thinking about so many that were struggling and I just heard the Lord say, I'm, I want to be a Christmas miracle to so many That's so good. So this good. holiday. I want to heal people that have been walking racked with disease right. and I'm going to do it, Callie. Right. I'm going to do it, Callie girl. If you'll just, if you'll just trust me and speak faith, right. I'm going to heal people that are sick. I'm going to heal relationships that are broken. Right. I'm going to bring children back to their mothers and fathers. I'm going to put homes back together. I'm sending a revival to America that's going to blow your mind. I believe it. I I'm sending it. revival and strength to pastors across this nation. Yes. I really believe that the Christmas miracles that we've been praying for, we're going to start seeing literally so many manifestations happen. And I had such faith arise in my heart this morning that many of the things we've been believing God for, we're going to see real answers and breakthrough too. I believe One that. of the scriptures that um, the Lord put on my heart, and I got to thinking about what you and I were talking about at lunch, where what, what scripture was it where that the prophet was in, they were in trouble. Israel was in trouble. Was that in second uh, Kings? Second Kings. And the God's people were in trouble and they said, no, basically the, the conversation goes, there's, you know, there's nobody here with us. Right. You know, we're, we're fighting an enemy and this enemy's huge and we're by ourselves. And, and the word of the Lord was, Lord, open their eyes because there's more with you than, than there is against, than against you. you. And right. I really feel like that even though you may feel like you're alone in this battle. Right. And that you don't have any, but I'm telling you, there are more with you than there is against you. There is angelic activity that has been sent 
to help and rescue you and to rescue you and your family and to deliver you. And I just want to pray real quickly before I read these scriptures. Lord, I just pray for everyone that's listening today that is in any kind of despair, whether it's financial despair, it's family despair, it's physical sickness, that type of despair, emotional despair, heartbreak of any kind, Jesus, I ask you to open their eyes so that they can see that there's more More with them than against them, that they are not alone, that you are with them and you have sent angelic hosts to help see them through in their time of greatest need. I want to read Psalms 91. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, and it's so encouraging. It says, if I can see, I'm crying here. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, okay, hold on, and from the perilous pestilence. And shall cover you with his feathers. And under his wings, you shall take refuge. That sounds amazing. Yes, it's a, it is awesome. I love this scripture. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. The truth of what God says about you. Not necessarily the circumstance. Right, right. But God's truth. You shall be, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Whatever the enemy has sent toward you, do not fear. You stand. God is there to protect you. Nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. But it shall not, not come, come near, near you. you. So good. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Lord, I just thank you that we have made yes, you Lord. our dwelling place. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are where we position our heart our hopes, our ambitions, our dreams, our our hurt, our pain. We put it all on you, Lord. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over you. There's more with you than there is against you. Yeah. Yes. Open our eyes, God, so that we can see all that are with us to keep you in your your ways in their hands they shall bear you up i just feel the angels of the lord bearing yes. up his people right now thank you lord lest you dash your foot against a stone you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra the young lion and the serpent shall trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me Therefore, I will deliver him. Because we love you, Jesus, you're delivering us. I will set him on high because he has known my name. 
He shall call upon me and I will answer him. Isn't it wonderful to know that when I call upon the Lord, he will answer me. Absolutely. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalms 91. I just want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you today that Jesus is your Christmas miracle. Right. And I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you're facing. I want you to take what you're facing and as as a, even a prophetic act, I want you to close your eyes and just place that thing in the arms of Jesus, whether it's a loved one, whether it's a, you know, a child, a job, right? A dashed dream, a a a, a sick body, a body racked with disease, just place it in the arms of Jesus. Because he is more than willing to help you. And I just believe, I saw it this morning early. Thank you, Lord. That there are people listening to me today that right now are receiving their Christmas miracle. Thank you, Jesus. They're being healed from pain. They're being delivered. They're feeling the wings of Jesus cover them. And God, you are working miracles today. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. As Pastor Cindy and I sat here and talk about your goodness and your faithfulness to us and our children, our church, our spiritual children, our biological children, your faithfulness to us through the years. Yes, Lord. God, I just give you so much praise. Yes, Lord. And so much honor. I... Uh, one of the other miracles that I think about Cindy is uh, 1960, probably about 68 or 9, I, I, probably 68 maybe. When we came to Baytown, Texas, Cindy and I came over that little bridge coming from Houston to Baytown with an alcoholic mom and an alcoholic dad. And... Uh, I'm not going to go into the long story of the history of my mom and dad, but they were married three times. <laughs> and uh, they they had a hard time staying together when they were drinking. But right, right. the last time they were they got back together, and, of course, they stayed together from that point until uh, my father passed away. Um, when we came into Baytown, we were a shattered little family. We had two very addicted parents with two little girls that did not quite know why our family was not right, but we knew it wasn't right. We right. knew that parent, my, our parents were not strong. We knew our parents, but they were our parents. Yeah. That's all we had. Right. We loved them nonetheless. We loved them nonetheless. And yeah. we ended up uh, coming into town, and the first Christmas miracle I remember is Cindy and I were with mother. My daddy was what they call a periodic drunk. He would get drunk and he'd disappear. Mm-hmm. And he, he'd, you know, he'd, he'd fly off to Afghanistan. You wouldn't <laughs> see him for three months. Mother was the worst kind, I really. Well, they were both terrible, but mother's was consistent. It was just she was drunk all the time. But mother was there. She didn't run off and leave us. So... Daddy had run off. It was Christmas time. And Cindy and I were with Mother, and Mother was out of it. And we were in this little 
house, little apartment, duplex type thing. And it was Christmas time. And we didn't have any toys. We we didn't understand. We knew something went right. Everybody else had trees. Everybody else had lights. Mm-hmm. Presents. We, presents. We barely had food. We sure didn't have trees and lights and presents. No. But I remember Mother's brother showing up. Mm-hmm. Can you tell that story how you remember it, sister? I just remember he showed up and and opened the trunk of his car and pulled out. Uh, it seemed like a million presents to me. I don't remember exactly how many there were, but there was quite a few gifts that he brought to uh, Callie and I. And uh, I, it was like... <laughs> Miss Linda Walker talks a lot about Jesus with skin on. Yes, it was. But he was Jesus with skin on that day. Yes. He was a Christmas miracle. He was. It was, you know, it sounds to the, it sounds so, you know, toys, but to a little kid. Yeah. To yeah. a little kid who has a dysfunctional home, parents right. that are not right. engaged, you see everybody else has happy. This is a big deal. This is like Jesus riding up on a stallion. And I remember, I don't remember a lot about that day, but I remember the toys. I do too. I remember the toys. And I remember thinking, wow, Jesus loves us. Yeah. That's what I remember. All I remember is thinking Jesus loves Jesus us. Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us. It was a Christmas miracle for you and It I. was. It was. And at that time, we were going to Sunday school with the lady that we were renting the house from who was teaching us about Jesus and his love for us. And yes. so... And it was during that season that he showed up with the with the presents. And I also remember that particular Christmas. I wanted a dollhouse. I didn't get one, but I I wanted one. And one of the little neighbors, not too far from where we lived, walks over and gives me one of her dollhouses because she'd gotten like three or four for Christmas and she gave me one of hers. Wow. And and I remember thinking, feeling the same way, so loved and like God knew where I was as a child, you know, and, and actually answered my prayer. And uh, he answered many of them. But, and I think that's why I followed him all these years, because I, as a child, I knew that when I talked to him, he listened. Yes. And he, he acted on my prayers. And mom and dad getting sober was one of them. Absolutely. You know, that was another thing I wanted to talk about that Christmas miracle. We, mom and dad had, had years, when I'm talking about years of addiction, and we rented a house from a little Pentecostal woman mm-hmm. who um, came to evict my mom and dad. And the Holy, she saw Cindy and I in the house, and the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, my hand is on the girls. And so she, she allowed mercy to flow out of her. Right. And she began to right. pray for my mother and dad, and she began to take Cindy and I to Sunday school. And in the course of time... Uh, Cindy began to ask God to to heal mom and dad, yeah, to help them to, to quit drinking. And God sent a man. It was another Christmas miracle. By the name of Red Sheets. By the name of Red Sheets. And that man came, and he took mom and dad to Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. and they sobered up. And we started, you know, decades of a healthy family. Right. You're uh, talking about a redemption story. Our family was a redemption story. It was another Christmas, Christmas miracle. miracle. It may not have been at Christmas time, but it was another time that Jesus performed right. a miracle right. in our lives. 
And ever since Jesus has been born, he's been doing Christmas miracles. Absolutely. We're going to take a, a, a quick break and have a song here for you. And then we'll be back to talk about more of Christmas miracles.
When the sun was lifted up, I saw my shame where he was hung. When the sun was lifted up, I heard his voice crying, "It's done." I saw love. We're back here talking about Jesus, the Christmas miracle, and I'm so excited to be able to tell all these stories where Jesus has, you know, he's still performing Christmas miracles. In fact, he performs them all year long, not just at Christmas time. And I just want to encourage you that no matter what you're facing today, where you find yourself, what position you find yourself in, whether it's a problem that you brought on yourself or it's a problem that you had no control over, that the total enemy brought in. Because sometimes, you know, God needs to save us from ourselves. (laughs) I can tell you God has done more saving me from myself than he has from the devil. So I just want to encourage you, whether whether you need to be saved from yourself or you need to be saved from the attack of the enemy or you've had loss or grief or pain and you feel like, my life is that I'm at a really bad spot here at Christmas. I'm telling you, Jesus, the Christmas miracle is here to, to perform miracles on your behalf. And I just believe prophetically, as we're talking about this today and all the times Jesus has come through for us, I believe prophetically, as you're hearing these words, that you're receiving the power of God, that Jesus is ministering to you and he is healing you. He is setting you free. He is changing your way of thinking. He's changing your paradigm. He's changing your belief system. And he's giving you faith and hope that all things work together for the good. The Bible says all things. It didn't give us any exceptions there. No. He didn't say all things work together for the good except for the bad choices that you made. Right. He says all things. When we commit our way to him, and we lay our, uh, lay our life at his feet, he can take whatever mess that is, and he can make a Christmas miracle out of it. Right. And um, one of the things that I wanted to, miracles I wanted to talk about was my son. That's good. You know, I got a lot of miracles. I could, I mean, I could sit here all day long and tell you, 
Cindy, Cindy knows this is we're going to we're going to talk about this. This is something that she's, you know, real aware of. But we could talk about miracle after miracle. We've served God since we were teenagers where Jesus has performed miracles in our lives. But my uh, oldest son, um, several years ago, got started messing with painkillers and started messing with drugs. And I think he started recreationally. That's how a lot of things start that are not good. You know, you start, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, and I'm not saying that you're going to go to hell if you drink a glass of wine or, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate that theology. That's not for me to do that. Or, but I do know that if you have an addictive personality and you start going to things, whether it's a piece of cake, it's alcohol, it's drugs, whatever, to right. try to Deal take care it. of your pain, you're going to the wrong sources. Right, right. And my son started using prescription meds. He first started using alcohol, and he realized that the alcohol was getting out of hand. He he was, you know, he couldn't function, so he, he switched from alcohol to painkillers. And um, before you know it, he was full-blown addicted, him and his wife both. Uh you know, the wreckage from those decisions were enormous. Right. Uh, financial wreckage, business wreckage, children that are not being tended to, lives that are being wasted. When I tell you it is, it is wreckage on the highest level, that's what that kind of addiction does to a life. By the time we all, you know, when things are going wrong, in an area of your life, whether it's your children or you, you, especially a mother does not want to think that one of your children, one of your, one of your children are on drugs. You right. just, you just, you know, sometimes when you're in the forest, you don't see the trees very clearly. And I was one of those. So it took me a long time to really come to terms with the fact that my son was truly addicted to drugs. And this is, this boy was, is the apple of my eye, my oldest son, very smart, very capable. And, you know, just it was a total trick of the enemy. But once we realized that this was what we had, this is the this is the, this is what's in front of me. You know, you got two choices in life and we all are faced with things that we don't like. Uh, if you live life very long, you're going to face some things yeah, that are going to bring pain to your heart. I can promise you that. But I can also promise you that Jesus will always meet you in the middle of the pain. Right. And so at the end of my complaining, screaming, you know, not handling it very Christ-like, when I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to do this Jesus's way. I'm going to take my son and my daughter and my grandbabies, and I'm going to place them at Jesus's feet, and I'm going to begin to speak God's word, and I'm going to begin to declare the truth over them. I'm not going to call him a drug addict. I'm not going to scream at him and tell him, telling him, tell him he's ruining his life. But Jesus, I'm taking this mess yeah. and I need a Christmas miracle. Yeah. And I can tell you that I'm living on the other side of that miracle. That after many years of addiction, I, I know they were heavily addicted five years. They have been sober a year and a half. Both of them are completely sober. Both of them functioning as amazing parents. Right. Serving the Lord. My son's got an amazing job. He's getting all types of, you know, blessings and bonuses and promotions. 
and God is, but aside from all of the financial stuff, God's helping him there. That that's really the that's the small part. The beautiful part is he's put a family back together, right? Right. And he's healed hearts and he's set people God's free, so good. and he's so faithful. That is a personal Christmas miracle for me. That is something where I was in such despair because when you see one of your children lost and undone. And in crisis, right. that is the worst feeling that any parent can have. Right, right. Because, you know, when they're little, you can control and you can fix their problems. But when they're older and they're on their own, sometimes they create things you can't fix that only God can fix. That's right. But I'm living on the other side of that, and I watch God take my boy and my daughter-in-law and has... Literally has restored them and set them free. And I just want to encourage you today. You you may say, but Pastor Callie, you know, you don't understand. Well, I probably don't understand. You know, we only we only understand based on our own paradigm and our own set of glasses that we look through. But you know what? Jesus does understand. Yes, he does. There's not anything that we face. That he hasn't faced, he took it all. On the cross, he took it all. He took disease, he took sickness, he took betrayal, he took he took his friends betrayed him. He he lost he lost his mother. He had to watch his mother. He had to die watching his mother grieve in front of him. Can you imagine yeah. the pain that he felt? Seeing his mother at the foot of that cross and having to ask one of the disciples, take care of my mother. That's your mother. Now take care of my mother. So there's not one thing that we face that Jesus hasn't already faced. He is not only, not only is he acquainted with our grief and he understands our pain and he's felt our sickness, but he paid the price to deliver us from it. That's it. Sister, can you tell us another Christmas miracle that you experienced? Well, I I've, I have a whole lot, and um, but one of the things I just I felt on my heart to share, if it's okay, is that this holiday season, instead of instead of just looking for Jesus to give you your Christmas miracle, which I believe He's wanting to do for all of us, absolutely. But go be a miracle for somebody. Yes. In in James, it says. That pure religion undefiled before God is to visit the orphans and the widows and their affliction. And there's so many people that are hurting all around you. And if you just take a moment and just open your eyes and look past where you are today. Yes. And say, God, help me to love on somebody that's hurting and in need and find somebody that you can be a Christmas miracle for. Say that again, sister. Pure religion. Undefiled before God. Undefiled before God. Is to visit the orphans and and widows in their affliction. Wow. So there's people all around us that are orphaned. They're orphaned in spirit. Not necessarily orphaned by moms and dads, but they don't know who they are. They don't know who Jesus is. They don't know that they're a son and daughter of the king. Look for opportunities to be Jesus to somebody that's in need. And God will show you. He'll open your eyes and let you see it if you ask him. Sometimes we get so involved in our own issues and our own problems that we forget to look around and be Jesus to somebody else. Okay, this is this is so the heart of God because... You know, the Bible says you reap what you sow. Yeah, you do. And so many times, you're right, sister. So many times 
God speaks to us that he's going to he's going to take care of a need or he's going to set us free or he's going to bring victory. Right. But right. in the waiting. Yes. In the waiting for the manifestation, get up and go be somebody else's miracle. Go love somebody. Go love somebody. Go find somebody. Don't get focused on what you need right. as much as focused on being Jesus with skin on. Yeah, just give your life away. Give your, give life, your away. life away. That's so beautiful. And when we do that, not only can we be Jesus's extension of right. Jesus's love. Right, right, right. We're Jesus on this earth and we can help somebody and we can love somebody. Just like me sitting there listening to that lady. You know what? Yeah. It was a small sacrifice to sit there and love on her and pray for her. That's right, Kelly. Took a few minutes of my day. Right. But it may have kept her from slitting her wrist that day. And it changed your heart. Absolutely. Because anytime we're giving, God's doing something in us as we give. That is so beautiful. So I want pure religion. Say that again. I want pure us religion to... undefiled before God. Now, it's, where is that at in the scripture? It's in James and I... Uh, pure religion undefiled before God is to visit is to visit the orphans and widows the orphans and widows and their affliction and their affliction so I want to encourage you not only is God going to work in your life and he is your Christmas miracle but if you'll just take whatever you have and you'll just set it at his feet yeah I love what the the widow with the mite did she she all she had was her one mite that's it but she, she was willing she to give it, it. She came and she gave it all. And we're talking about it thousands of years later. Yeah. They're not talking about the large offerings that everybody else gave. They're talking about the one widow's might. Right. The, the small, but it was her all. It was it was like writing a multi-million dollar check for her because it was all she had. But she brought it yeah. and she gave it to Jesus. And then I think about Mary and she had that oil. That's it. The Bible says... It was a year's worth of wages. wages. And she was not just waiting on somebody to heal her and deliver her. No. But she wanted to go and be a blessing to Jesus. She wanted to anoint his body. Yes. She did not so even good. realize she was preparing him for burial. No. She was preparing him for the cross, the gift that she gave. Right. Jesus is so amazing. I'm so thankful for what God is doing in our lives. Me too. And sister. not only are we going to believe God and receive our Christmas miracle, but we are going to be, be a, Christmas, a miracle. Christmas miracle for someone else. Lord, I just thank, thank you, you for everyone that's listening here today. Thank you, and I thank you, Lord, that we are receiving Christmas miracles. Yes. But we yeah. are more importantly, like Pastor Cindy said, we are going to be someone else's Christmas miracle. Yes, We've got another song here that we're going to play. Um, and I want you to be blessed. And then we'll be back to pray for you before the broadcast is over. Silencing my every fear I believe in you 
Man, I, I've enjoyed this broadcast, Cindy, so much. Me and too. not only is Jesus going to be your Christmas miracle, and he's moving powerfully in your life, and there are going to be so many things come together. I just I prophesy that over you yes. over this whole December, that it's just going to be a December full of Christmas miracles. So you're going to receive God's miracles, God's power, God's plan, God's purpose, but you're going to be a Christmas miracle. And that's even better. That's even better. That's even better. Yes. So we're going to sow Christmas miracles. We're going to, we're going to help the widows and the orphans. Right. We're going to sow seed into Israel. We're going to sow seed into missionaries. Yes. We're going to we're not only going to tithe, but we're going to give offerings to people that need them. Right. We're going to help people out. We're going to be sensitive when we go into Walmart, when we go into Luby's, and when we go into these restaurants, we're going to ask Holy Spirit to show us who we can minister to. Lord, right. I just thank you for thank everyone you, listening today that we are receiving your Christmas miracles, you, but Lord. we're also being a Christmas miracle yes, we're Lord. being christ with skin on yes, and god i just pray blessing over everyone listening to this broadcast today i pray blessing mm-hmm. over dale and Jean. Yes. i just speak the blessing yes. of the lord over them and this network i declare more than enough yes, i declare lord. the reach of this network yes, is not lord. only nationwide but worldwide i declare that there's an increase and god you are bringing huge huge increase you, to the body of christ yes, i declare a revival that cannot be stopped in America and across this country. I declare open, God, open heaven over our churches and our pastors across the nation, across the world, Lord. I thank you, God, for revival that cannot be stopped. I thank you, Lord, for an army of prayer warriors, men and women that are prophetic prayer warriors, praying the will, purpose, and plan of God. God, everything you you do is through prayer. And God, we just thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, God, that you give us, you give us miracle after miracle. God, you work in our lives. You are a God that is present. You are a God that's ever present in the, in, in my time of need. You're not somewhere off in some portal somewhere that I can't get to, but God, you're right here. You, you're in our midst. You're in, our, in my breath. You're in my thoughts. You're in my weakness. You're in my strength. You're in every part of our lives. God, you, you love us. You gave your life on Calvary. We honor you. We love you. We pray blessing over every listener today. And we thank you, God, that we are receiving your Christmas miracles, but that we're also being a Christmas miracle in Jesus name. Y'all have a wonderful holiday. and We'll see you next week. For the past hour, you've been listening to the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.